the screen, but we read this every Sunday morning. And that's my prayer in your, in your walk with God, is that you would strive to live a crucified life. And we're going to read about that right now. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated today. We want to thank you for coming today. And again, if you are a visitor today, please fill out a visitor's card. Drop it off in the Welcome Center. We want to welcome you here uh, today. We might be a small church, but we have a big heart. And, um, and so we definitely want to say thank you for coming uh, today, I want to welcome those uh, that's watching live today. My prayers are something that I can say to you and your family to encourage you along the way as we get into God's Word today. And so if you'll hold the Bible up today, if you've got your Bible today, this there on the pews is going to be projected. You may have it on an Android. You might have it on an uh, on a, uh, iPhone. You may have it on your uh, your uh, tablet, whatever you've got today, let's get into God's Word today. The title of my message today, and it is called Gone Fishing. Gone Fishing. And so we're going to talk a little bit today, and some of the guys and, and uh, girls, if you like fishing, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, fishing. And, uh, and so I thought today... Uh, ears would perk up and those that are watching us live you might want to get on the edge of your seat because we're going to talk about fishing today and we're going to open up here in God's word today so go with me to the gospel of John the 21st chapter beginning with the first verse John's gospel 21 and 1 quite interesting story here Maybe you've never heard this story. Maybe you have heard this story. Maybe it just needs to be a reminder to us all. But we're going to look at this real closely uh, today. And as I leave you a few points today to encourage you, uh, let's look at this in John's Gospel 21 and 1. Gone fishing. Verse 21, and after, uh, verse, uh, chapter 21, verse 1, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. The Sea of Tiberias is the Sea of Galilee. There were different names in the Bibles of the seas that were named, but it's actually Galilee. But here, uh, John says it's Tiberias, the Sea of Tiberias. And in the way he showed himself. Verse 2, Simon Peter... Thomas called uh, the twin, uh, or it can be Thomas uh, Didymus, known as Didymus, but Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. I want you to look at this today. I am going fishing. Look at this closely. They said to him, We are going with you also. 
And they went out and immediately got into the boat. And the night they caught nothing, look at this, this is very important. The night they caught nothing, but when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, and yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Verse 5, And then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Verse 7, Therefore that disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubics, that's about 100 yards, dragging the net with fish. And then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there. And fish laid on it and bread. This is very important. We're going to look at this. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. And Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. And although uh, they were so many, the net was not broken. In verse 12, Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you, knowing that it was the Lord? In verse 13, Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them likewise, the fish. And this is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Seven men, I want you to know today, of destiny begin to take place as we look at these disciples. They had left all to follow Jesus. The agony of the crucifixion, the joy of the resurrection, their obedience in going to Galilee, these men will change the world. The potential of the small dedicated group, which was only the small group of the disciples, began to change their world and what memories they shared on that shore. My first point today is this, friends going fishing. Friends going fishing. True story. I remember as I was preparing for this sermon, I remembered back many years ago, I went fishing with two guys, and we were in about a 15, maybe a 20-acre pond. They had a boat, and, um, and so we decided that uh, on our way there to, uh, to go fishing, we would stop by a subway, Put a little advertisement in there for Subway a little bit today, I guess. And we stopped by Subway, and we got a sub sandwich and a drink because we thought, well, we're going to need to eat lunch. So they got up uh, early, so I guess the, what, the early bird gets the worm. So we were up at the crack of dawn, 
But somehow we had worked it out at a truck stop. They had a subway, so we were able to get, get some food. So we were getting it and getting ready. And so we go out into this 20-acre, uh, 15, 20-acre pond, and we're getting our rod and reels ready to go. We're getting the boat ready to go, and we're all three are going to get in this boat. And it was, it was bigger than a John boat. Some of you guys know what a John boat is, but it was a little bit bigger than that. And uh, so we all three got in there. So I decided I was hungry. So I decided I was just going to go ahead and eat my, my lunch or my breakfast right then. And so the two guys, you know, are there. So they're getting real serious. They're getting all their, their hooks ready to go. They're getting everything baited. They're getting everything ready to go. And they've come to fish. They were going to get serious. And I was just there along in the trip uh, going to fish, but I didn't really think that much of it. So I start eating my chocolate chip cookie, and I start eating my food. And so these guys are looking around saying, Preacher, what, what are you doing? We're, 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 we're eating later. We're fishing now. And so, uh, so, you know, I didn't think that much of it. But these guys that I went with, they were serious about fishing. So here I am putting my food aside so these guys could fish, and I was going to try to get right behind them and fish. And so the thing of it is, got to be quiet. You can't be loud. You can't be making a bunch of uh, rustle. You know, you can't be moving the boat, hitting the boat. you got to be quiet. It's a, it's a time where you get serious. You know, you got to uh, drop the net or the, the, the line. You, 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 you've got to just focus in. And so when I went that day, I wasn't truly focused as serious as these guys were. You know, I am reminded in John 21 and 3, Simon Peter, Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And when we look at this passage here, Peter is not going fishing for the recreation. He's got a job. This is what he is. Peter was known as a fisherman. He was a professional fisherman. He had his nets just right. He had his boats just right. And he wasn't going out in pleasure because the Bible says they went fishing at nighttime. Now there's some fishermen that may want to go fishing at nighttime, but it's not the greatest thing to go fishing at nighttime because to a certain degree, you're in pitch black dark. And so here here's uh, Peter and he's wanting to go fishing because he knows that he, his job's on the line. He's got to bring income in. So they're going out at night. So he realizes, he says, I'm going fishing. And the disciples with him was there, says, well, we're going also. So as they went, they went into the boat and they begin to drop the nets and they realized they had been there all night long and they had not caught a fish. I remember when I went with these guys fishing in this pond, I don't think we caught a fish all day long. And so anybody that goes fishing for all day or whether it be all night and you haven't caught none, it's very disappointing to a fisherman because their, their hopes were they were going to catch, catch a mess of fish. That you'll be able to clean, you'll be able to eat, you'll be able to, to take home, you'll be able to show your trophy. Should you have gotten a trophy fish, you would show that to your guys, take pictures of that, and you would let them know, look what I have caught. But all night long, even with the disciples, they could not catch a fish. 
Even though Peter says, I'm going fishing, he thought, I am definitely going to get a bunch of fish. The sounds and smells of the sea basically called Peter. Finally, Peter couldn't even resist it no more, and Peter was not rebuked by the Lord for going fishing. At least he did something. At least he took the, the initiative and when Jesus said, have you caught anything? Peter says, no, Lord, I haven't caught nothing. We've been fishing out here all night long. And so we also go back and we look at this. The impact of our lives even on others. Somebody is following you. Your attitude will reflect others. Our influence brings great responsibility. We neither live nor die to ourselves. Because we clearly know in Romans 14 and 7, the Apostle Paul, he writes and he says, For none of us live to himself, and no one dies to himself. For we know that the Lord is full in full control of everything that you and I do in our lives day in and day out. You may think you have control of it. You may think, I don't need to bother God right now. You may think, well, everything is doing, going great. But we know that God is a sovereign God and we know God is looking over us. And we know we cannot do anything without the Lord Jesus Christ in our hearts and our lives. Peter realized there was nothing that he could do because he had casted his net. He thought he was going to get a, a mess of fish, but never did. My second point today is the night of catching nothing. The night of catching nothing. In John 21 and 3, again, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. Then he said to him, we're going with you also. And they immediately got into the boat, and night they, they had caught nothing. But when the morning has now come, Jesus stood on the shore, and yet the disciples did not know that that was Jesus from a distance. And Jesus hollered out to them in that boat and says, Children, have you have any food at all? Have you any, do you have any fish? Do you have anything? They said, Peter probably said, no, we don't have any food. They caught nothing. They were professional fishermen, but still had not caught nothing. Like the farmer who sows, but do not reap. Like the doctor who administers medicine, but heals no one. Like the salesman who calls, but sells nothing. What a frustrating night that they had. All their labor was in vain because they caught nothing. I want you to know today, Jesus has called you and I to be fishers of men. He has called us to encourage our neighbor, to encourage our friends, to encourage our loved ones. He has called us to step out in faith and take the word, take the gospel, take the good news 
to others that we come in contact with, to encourage those that need the encouragement. If there's ever a time that we live today, now is the time that we are to step up. If we claim to be a Christian, if we claim to know the Lord Jesus Christ, it is for us to be fishers of men that we would reach one another, each one reaching one, sharing the good news. You say, well, pastor, I'm not saved. What a great opportunity to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, if you harden not your heart, today is a day of repentance. You can accept Jesus Christ into your heart and life. You may say, well, pastor, how do you receive Jesus? You can say, Lord, I repent of my sins. Lord, come into my heart and my life. Save me. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and that he rose again on the third day, he seated with the right hand of the Father, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. It is that easy to receive Jesus Christ and then you become fishers of men because that's what Jesus was letting the disciples know. You have physically been fishing all night long. You have not received anything. But Jesus says, if you will cast your net on the other side, he said, draw that net and you will see what will happen. I bet they scratched their heads and said, I don't know, this guy's telling us to put the net on the other side. Let's try it. And so when they did put the net on the other side, they were able to draw that day and all the fish began to fill up within that net and they realized supernatural had taken place because all the fish was filling up in the net. My third point today is this, the master and the miracle begin to take place. You know, I've realized that we can go over and over and over and we can think in our minds, how can we reach our brothers and sisters? Uh, how can we reach other people? How can, we, how can we do this? We feel like now that we're in such a, a hard, uh, complex society now that we're scared we're going to offend somebody. We're scared if we say this. We're scared to say that. And we live in a world where the enemy, I do believe, Satan, has caused us to be scared to say anything about Jesus. And I want you to know that is nothing but the trick of the enemy. Satan himself, he doesn't want you to share your testimony if God's done something good in your life. He doesn't want you to share the good news. He doesn't want you to share that you walk by faith and not by sight, that you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, that you've transferred your trust into, into God's trust, and that you're believing in Him. See, the enemy, Satan, doesn't want you to talk about that. He wants you to downplay that. He wants you to not say anything so that you don't encourage anybody because his job is to kill, steal, and to destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life. People, I want you to know today, Jesus has come to give you strength. He's come to give you everlasting life. He has come to let you know that He is there. He is the source behind what you are doing day in and day out. He is the source that you're to look to. Peter didn't know what to do, but his source was Jesus Christ, and Jesus was able 
physically to show Peter and the disciples what his Lord could do for them. And he says, and what I have done for you, you can now be fishers of men just as you saw it physically. Now you can move out spiritually and you can reach those that are lost and you can reach those that need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible clearly lets us know in John 21 and 1. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on that shore. And yet the disciples did not know that it was, it was Jesus from a distance. But Jesus says, have you caught any food? They said no. And he says, cast that net on the other side. And they did, and they began to draw the net, and they began to realize that fish were there. Christ came. I want you to know today when it was morning time. In John 21 and 4, but when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. He is the day spring. Luke 1 and 78 says, Through the tender mercies of our God, with which the day spring for on high has visited us, as it is described of Jesus as day spring. He brings the morning to our lives. The Lord, uh, Lord's question in John 21 and 5, Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? And they answered, no, but guess what? He was going to reply to them, and he was going to show them, you can have food, but you've got to stretch forth your faith. You've got to believe. That's why today we have to stretch forth our faith, and we have to believe when we speak to people, when we share with people, and let people know about the Lord Jesus Christ. We step out in faith and say, Lord, have your way upon their lives. God clearly lets us know He has a concern. He calls children. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are children unto Jesus. He says, have you any meat? He's concerned for their need. They had a need. They had not caught fish all night long. They had a need and God was able to supply their needs. Instructing them to follow honestly with God, casting their net on the right side of the ship. This miraculous catch became the full net. Yet John says, it is the Lord. Peter says, it dives in and swims towards Jesus because he realized it was Jesus that was the one that spoke the word. It was Jesus that said, cast the net on the other side. You see, John and Peter have set good examples because we see in John 21 and 7, therefore the disciples who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it. It was a garment that fishermen wear when they're bringing in the net, when they're fishing, that it protects their other garment that they have. He laid that aside, took off to plunge into the sea to see Jesus. And like John, they recognized Jesus as Lord. Like Peter, he hurried to Jesus. Listen, feasting with Jesus on the shore. This is what I find quite interesting. They have fished. They had fished all night, couldn't catch nothing. They put the net on the other side. They bring in all the fish. 
and from a distance Jesus is telling them to come on in. But listen, there is fish already on the hot coals. I want you to get this. Jesus was already with the fish on the hot coals. He had already had bread there with, the, with him on the shore. They're coming in from the shore. In other words, Jesus had already prepared the table for them. He had already prepared them to come where he was at. In other words, he was letting them know that I've told you to pass the net on the other side, but I want you to know I'm not going to use the fish that you're trying to bring in. i am already brought the fish for you. I want you to come to where I am, not where you're going to be, but I want you to come to where I am because I'm already going to break bread. I've prepared it for you. I just need you to meet, meet up with me. That's what Jesus does for us, folks. He's already preparing the table. He's already spread what we need he's just wanting us to come to where he's at because he wants to be Lord of all in our lives and you've heard me say if he's not Lord of all he's not Lord at all because he's there to supply our needs we've just got to fully surrender and say Lord take charge of my family take charge of my marriage take charge of my children Lord get me back to where I need to be not where I want to go. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I've already prepared. He says, I want you to break bread with me. He says, I want you to have breakfast. God's word says it was breakfast. It was not lunch. It was not supper. Jesus gave the vivid details and says, I've got the coals, they are hot, the fish is here, the bread is here. I just need you to come around the table. Folks, we just need to come around the foot of the cross. We need to come around the foot of Jesus because He's the one that will supply your needs and take care of you. Listen, Jesus was letting them know I have touched you physically and you saw with your own eyes now I want you to come around the table where I am now I want to talk about some spiritual things and that's when Jesus began to talk to his disciples he says y'all can fish physically now I want you to fish, fish spiritually I want you to be fishers of men you see God has called us see if God has saved us and you've asked Jesus into your heart and life, now you have become a disciple. You have now become a servant. Did you know you are now, when you ask Jesus into your heart and life, you become an ambassador. You become a representative. You are just as like the disciples. You say, well, pastor, you've got to be fully educated and you've got to have theology and you've got to have wisdom and you, you've got to have all this and you've got to have it. No, you don't have to have that. They had he, Jesus called the smelly fishermen and began to equip them and begin to show them that God wants to do a work in your life. If you put all your effort in fishing and doing the job that you do well professionally, he says you can take that energy, you can take that much that you have, and you can turn it around and be fishers of men. I have learned that we beat ourselves up so much 
because we're constantly, constantly wanting to say, come to church, come to church. And I know with COVID, a lot of our attendance has been off because a lot of people are not coming back. Uh, people now are, are streaming now. And uh, we, you know, we stream here and people can stay home and that's great and, and that's fine. But it's something about coming together as a body of believers. It's about coming together. What if the disciples never did come around Jesus? What if nobody really came around Jesus? See, it takes people coming together. Why? Because we're human. We need fellowship. We need to connect with one another. We need to pray for one another. I've said it and we'll say it again. You're not a robot. You are not a computer. You're a human. If somebody cuts you with a knife, you bleed. You see, I want you to know today that God is wanting us to stay, stay together in fellowship with one another. I need you, you need me. We need to encourage one another. We need to pray for one another. For an hour that we live right now, we need prayer more than ever before. Prayer has been yanked out of the schools. And we want to know why the school system is what it is. It's because prayer has been yanked. We've had other things that's been going on in our world. And it's because less and less and less of prayer becomes more evil, evil, evil. I want you to know it is left to up to us as a church to continue to pray for one another. Encourage one another. Lift our children up. Pray for our children. Pray for our community. That God continue to restore us and to bring us back to where we can trust Jesus and our faith can be strengthen when we see results while we are praying with one another you know there are times that we we beat ourselves up because we're constantly calling on people or asking people that's been in our church in the past and people that has been at this church hasn't been hasn't come back or hasn't been coming to church and what I realized as I was studying through this in my message, I realized we are beating a dead horse if we keep asking the same people to keep coming back. People has to make a decision. You have a choice. I have a choice whether I want to come back to church or whether I don't. We make decisions every day. You make a decision whether you want to work tomorrow. Whether you want to go to your job, you make a decision whether you want to go to Walmart. You make a decision where you want to go to a restaurant. We have choices in America and the freedom that we have to do what we do. But listen, it is a choice. And Jesus kept saying to his disciples, if those don't want to go with us, if those don't want to be a part of us, then guess what? Shake the dust off your feet and move on and be fishers of men. Do you know there are people today that are hurting on the inside because they don't feel what you're feeling right now? They don't know Jesus. There are people that's contemplating, ready to pull the trigger and take their life. There are people that are, are, are so oppressed and depressed because they, they don't see a way out. They don't see anything that would, that would help them get out of what they're getting in. You know what, folks? They need Jesus, and you are the voice. You're the one that can encourage those that you come in contact with. You say, well, pastor, 
I don't never meet those kind of people. I don't, I'm not around those kind of people. No, but guess what? You might meet somebody in the Walmart. You might meet somebody at the gas station. You might meet somebody that maybe needs a word of encouragement and say, listen, Jesus loves you. And they may look at you and say, he really loves me? As bad as I am, he, he, re he, really, he really loves me? Yes, he loves you. You see, we're, we're living in a world, folks, that's needing Jesus more than ever before. And we're living in a world where we need Jesus in our life. Because as time goes on, it seems like it just gets harder and harder and harder. And listen, you and I cannot do anything on our own. You may say, well, I don't need God. I don't need Jesus. I don't need church. I don't need anything. Folks, one day you're going to need God. Everything might be doing fine right now, but one day you're going to need God. One day you're going to need Jesus. You see, and what we need to realize is that Jesus wants to have a personal relationship with you. Did you know that? A, re a personal relationship with you. Listen, Jesus said in my closing, Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them. And likewise, the fish. And this is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. In other words, he wanted them to continue on. His fellowship is a feast on earth. Someday, we'll feast with him on heaven's shores. One day... We will meet Him. One day we will see Him. And you know what? We will be like Him because we will be changed. And folks, that's the most wonderful thing to know that it's money back guarantee. There's nothing in this world worth dying for. There's nothing in this world dying for. Listen, knowing Jesus is the, one of the, is the most, I was going to say one, but I'm going to say the most, the, the most important thing in your life right now is Jesus and having that personal relationship with Jesus. Stand with me across the building today. Listen, our faith does not lie with one another. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. 